Ube Island Podcast. This is the Rams Pod Week Two. Uh, we just got done the Sunday defeating the Indianapolis Colts to start the season two and zero, and we're here to talk about it. Of course, I hope you liked the last episode. It was uh, first time in a while, and just trying to figure this whole thing out. But uh, hopefully, I'll continue to get better. And yeah, let's go right into it. <laughs> Again, before I start, I just want to say that you can always find a more clearer, more comprehensive review of this week on jfmosnose.wordpress.com. I'm not buying the domain. I'm sorry, but yeah, I have a basically the pod is just me just uh, going over that post because it's just the same thing. I'm just doing it through audio, through a podcast medium. So with that said, let us dive into week two, Rams versus Colts, and my thoughts on it. So first and foremost, I want to apologize to Carson Wentz. This is the second time that we have injured him. I'm not really sure of the severity regarding his injury this time around. Last time, if you remember the last time, we had to go back a few years uh 2017 back in the coliseum in la where the eagles faced us and it was not really uh, a great game if i remember i I remember carson wentz absolutely tearing us up in la and looking like we messed up by picking golf over (laughs) carson wentz and he looked phenomenal he was doing everything he was passing he was running doing the whole shebang and towards the end of the game, he dives toward the end zone for a touchdown. But in that sequence of events, we hit him in the ribs or something. I forgot where we hit him or his leg. And we knocked him out for the season. Fortunately for Philly, shout out to Philly, uh, their Super Bowl chances did not end there. At that moment, the great Nick Foles came in and would save the Eagles season and become a god win Super Bowl MVP, do the Philly special, and beat Tom Brady. So, shout out to him. Anyway, since then, Carson Wentz has dealt with numerous injuries, whether, I I, don't, I can't even name it, I don't really follow the Eagles like that, and I think he had different issues with Doug Peterson, is that his name? Again, I don't follow the Eagles, but it wasn't really the greatest situation in Philly for Carson Wentz. And then the Eagles, on the low was uh beginning to move on i think they picked up jalen hurts from alabama and carson saw the picture and he got out of there they trade him to indianapolis uh to replace philip rivers who retired last year and here he is in week two facing us and yeah and for once for once today i thought he played absolutely phenomenal he looked just like the guy that that we saw dominate this years back not the more fragile injury philly or later stages in philly carson wentz he looked better he looked motivated he looked stronger he looked dominant (laughs) i mean he was throwing all over us he was being an absolute biatch just evading every sack i counted like three aaron donald sacks that he got away from and that's really, you don't get away from Aaron Donald like that. <laughs> but yeah, he looked great, and he's passing great. And 
just one play I'll, I'll talk about. There's one play where he literally dodged one of our linemen like a boxer. Like he ducked, <laughs> he ducked down to his knees and ducked uh, underneath like a defender trying to grab him by the shoulder. It was crazy. And then he follows that up by sliding or sliding past another defender. It was just so wild. Almost like Josh Allen-esque in terms of like not giving an A, not giving an F, you know. I'm not trying to cuss this episode, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. He, he looked great and shout out to him. And unfortunately, towards the end of the game, as he was leading the Colts back in the game, I think Aaron Donald finally got to him and he wrapped him up. And then Carson did this like really, really weird, awkward thing where he put his back right leg underneath Aaron Donald and wrapped it around him. Let me breathe. So when so when uh, Aaron Donald uh, followed through on the ground, because that's what you're supposed to do as a defender, he naturally rolled upon his ankle and I think he may have sprained it. I, again, I don't, I don't know the severity of it. I think they're going to do x-rays. But that ended up taking them out of the game for the final drive. And then they put up their backup in the last drive that they had. They are down like a field goal. And then he threw an interception to Jalen Ramsey. And I'm pretty sure Carson Wentz would have done a lot better than that. But really unfortunate. But shout out to Carson Wentz. And we're still forever tied. Well, not not anymore, because he was always tied to Jared Goff, and he's not here anymore. But shout out to Carson Wentz, and I, I wish the best for him in Indianapolis. And sorry, I don't think we did it on purpose. Like, Greg Williams is gone. Like, we're not targeting players anymore. And Aaron Donald, you know, he hugs people hard sometimes, and I apologize for that. But shout out to him. But who cares about... Uh, that dude uh Carson Wentz we're here for the Matthew Stafford train and we're here to talk about the great Matthew Stafford and like I said last week uh shout out to him he had a, a NFC top player of the week honors I mean yeah I mean come on he had damn near a perfect game but yeah like I I think I said I'm pretty sure I said it hopefully I said it but I I mentioned that I I wasn't really surprised or shocked i would he kind of met expectations for me and yeah because again for the millionth time like i expect somebody a competent quarterback well now like an elite quarterback under sean mcveigh's uh offense and this offensive line that's protecting really well i expect him to have um really monster games and that's what he did last week and i expect that every week as long as we're protecting and that's what happened this week as well in the early stages Matthew Stafford was again damn near perfect he didn't miss, he didn't miss anything no blem no flaws no blemishes no problems no issues because again everybody was executing we're blocking really well offensively the run games there wide receivers are catching the ball yada 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 so yeah we're gonna score and that's what Matthew Stafford did but I always mentioned before the thing that Matthew Stafford is going to have to separate himself from Jared Goff and everybody else is how he deals with pressure. And he felt he felt some pressure and adversity in this game. And it's good early in the season, week two, in a way. Indianapolis, uh, I don't, I'm not going to bash their fans. I don't think they're that crazy of an away team, away crowd, not like a Seattle or, you know, New Orleans still it's an away crowd 
Shout out to Indianapolis, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, the pressure came really early. And two linemen, I think, from the Colts, they came in through the middle. And, yeah, they came up the middle. And Matthew Stafford definitely felt the pressure. And he tried to throw it into the middle, middle of the field. Deep route inside. And the ball got tipped. And it floated through the air like a duck. And everybody who's watched Jared Goff over the years, we knew that pass was going to be intercepted 100%. And it got intercepted. And that was Matthew Stafford's first interception of the season. And as a Ram, not really his fault. I mean, he could have maybe uh, put up, put himself in a better angle to throw that pass. But, but again, Sean McVay's offense is really... Um, detailed very precise excuse me very precise and you have to get the ball at that at certain periods and in certain windows and that one just happened to get messed up so that was that and then the second half happened and the game seemed in our favor for the most part but the second half things kind of went indianapolis's way uh for one one thing carson wentz started to find a groove well, he was already in the group, but he finally came through and put up a really, really solid drive and finished it with a touchdown and a two-point conversion. And, and he was evading a bunch of sacks along the way, so it was really impressive. And with all the momentum going Indianapolis side, we, on our side, we had to really answer back. And we didn't. And Matthew Stafford, really, it wasn't really his fault. I mean, I saw a bunch of drop passes from Robert Woods, which is very rare. You're not going to see Robert Woods drop a lot of passes. But then again, he hasn't caught from a flamethrower passer like Matthew Stafford before, even though Goff had a good arm back then. But yeah, and then Van Jefferson, his due last week, I think he had a big, big drop, two in the second half, and both of their drops led to a bunch of three and outs and our offense really stalled in the second half and on top of that like right as we were gonna, we were going to punt the ball after another failed drive i literally witnessed one of the dumbest plays in rams history where we were trying to punt the ball away and it looked really normal nothing serious happening nothing different i've seen we've all seen a million punts before in football like it's rare to see something really mess up but one of our guys, I think Nick Scott, shifted right before the snap. And for some reason, he didn't move entirely out of the way of this long snapper. Because he shifted right behind him. And the long snapper just happened to snap the ball. And it hit his hand, it hit his arm. <laughs> and it deflected off his arm. So that's a fumble. And then Johnny Hecker couldn't pick it up in time. And Indianapolis ended up grabbing the ball in the end zone and scoring a touchdown so we lost uh so they scored like what that's like 15 points just out the gate like that and now suddenly we're down 21 to 17 or 17 to 21 in second half and things weren't looking great i mean i think we lost uh henderson as well and yeah so it was all on matthew stafford and his <laughs> his arms his shoulders to to respond and yeah, we <laughs> we responded in the most awesome way, most outstanding way possible. We responded with a really high-flying, efficient uh, aerial assault down the field. 
I think one of them was a pass to Matt, uh, Robert Woods on the sidelines for a first down, which is dope. And then the rest was the Cooper Cup, which I'm going to get into later. Bunch of Cooper Cup passes and then following or ending it with a Cooper Cup touchdown to take back the lead. And then after that, I think the next drive was uh, Sony Michelle running the ball and then getting the game-winning field goal and da-da-da-da-da. Defense comes through in the end and we win the game. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Matthew Stafford did it. He led the comeback. He even through all the adversity and there was a lot of adversity with the pressure coming up, the momentum coming by, momentum shifting the other direction. And then him uh, seeing his wide receivers drop the ball like that. And to just still have trust in Robert Woods. I mean, he threw it straight to him. And, yeah, he came through. And I'm really, I'm really surprised. I'm really, well, not really surprised. I'm really sh- happily surprised. I don't know the word. But I'm happy, I'm happy that he did it. I'm very confident in him now that he could come through. Very shaky possessions at some times that, I, I've seen before with Sean McVay and Jared Goff, but I think that, you know, the difference is now we have Stafford. So, yeah, pretty shaky, but he got he came through. And at the end of the day, we won really bad performance on, like, really stupid stuff from off aspects compared to last week, whether it's the uh, offense stalling with the three and outs in the second half, and then the defense, I'll get to them in a second, and special teams messing up with that huge fumble for seven. That's inexcusable. <laughs> we damn near lost the game because of that. But, yeah, let's uh, go over some other stuff. Uh, a slight note. I had this noted down in my uh, post. But there was a situation towards the end of the game. I think we were trying to... Uh, we were in field goal range. And, you know, we were going to get the lead anyways. But with the way Indianapolis was moving with Carson Wentz, I think it would have, would have been better if we just kind of went for a touchdown. I think Sean McVay got kind of conservative and, <laughs> and yeah, which is weird. And there's a third and two situation where we had ran the ball twice, twice to uh, Sony Michelle, the plays before. And it was third and two and with Matthew Stafford and we ran a jet sweep with a Cooper Cup which failed miserably, and I was really disappointed at that call. I mean, if it works, it works. But, I mean, when you bring, we brought Matthew Stafford all the way here. We <laughs> damn near traded everything. We brought him. We trust him. I was just thinking, like, why in the hell aren't we going to give him that opportunity at, like, third and second to make something happen, and especially with him and Cooper Cup. Just a weird decision for Sean McVay and baffling considering, like, I spent years just wondering why he wouldn't give the ball to talk early at times. And here he is in 2021 deciding to run the ball instead of pass it for the one time. But we're lucky that, you know, it didn't cost us in the end and we ended up winning the game. But yeah, just a slight thing. Uh, Other than notes, the defense, I'm not really happy with their defense performance performances past couple weeks with uh, Chicago and then Indianapolis. I mean, I've seen Andy Dalton and Carson Wentz just just execute some really good long drives against this defense. And that's something that you're not supposed to do against a really elite defense that we're supposed to be. Like, I'm not really happy about that. It's just 
they were really running through us easily it just looked too easy it's like shades of wade phillips back then they didn't and it's definitely not brandon staley's defense back yes last season yeah didn't like that but defense did come through in those fourth down fourth and goals twice intercepting a damn shovel pass like how is that even possible and then um stuffing the uh, line on three three downs and then stopping a bootleg leonard floyd and them stopping that bootleg on fourth down to stop him twice in the red zone so yeah we got we probably got away with murder in this game but at the end of the day we came out with the w but a lot of stuff to work on in week two and i think we did grow from this game though which is good but anyways uh last topic or last thing the new bro best bromance in the nfl it goes to matthew stafford and cooper cup these guys are on the same page <laughs> i'm trying to come up with these idioms they they are 100 percent um com- uh full chemistry <laughs> like it feels like they've been playing together for years and it's only like the second game but this is the best i've seen cooper cup with a quarterback <laughs> then again it's only been like jared goff and john wolford but damn man they're they are really best friends i mean it seems like matthew stafford's always finding cooper cup wide open and cooper cup's doing amazing things whether it's route running or what i mean i've always said this about cooper cup he is the yak god the yards after catch yards after carry or contact i think that's yards after catch is what i mean with receiving but the yak god came through again and he's one day you know he he just nobody recognizes the great cooper cup but i think this is the year people are finally going to look at cooper cup and say damn that's a really really good player and yeah shout out to matthew stafford and cooper cup it is the next best big duo in the nfl (laughs) best bromance in the nfl and yeah so that is week two rams versus colts uh in this episode quick episode i mean just a recap anyways i did watch some other games i i caught the uh chargers and bears or chargers and cowboys game at sofi stadium (laughs) well i I watched on tv but first of all i just i can't imagine how many cowboys fans were at that game (laughs) and are there any chargers fans even left (sighs) whatever but the main thing I want to say about that game is that Justin Herbert is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. He is a football god. He is he he's all the hype that everybody's talking about. He matches the hype. He's insane to watch. I don't I don't think he's as uh, fireworks like uh, Patrick Mahomes. But there's those that I've seen that I was watching him make that I was like, wow, this guy really knows. <laughs> this guy really knows how to throw the ball like kind of like aaron Rodgers or something like that but he's gonna be good for a while i think they lost in the end thanks to legatron of course sorry but shout out to justin herbert and then i watched the end of the chiefs ravens game sunday night and that's another great night game as well and yeah i think lamar jackson came through with the uh well the chiefs were gonna win it in the end but they turned the ball over on a fumble and then they went for Lamar Jackson end of the game with the fourth down conversion. So shout out to them. Uh, what else? Um, 
Niners won, Seahawks lost, Cardinals won on some BS. So, yeah, three undefeated teams. Seahawks is now game back. Shout out to NFC West, and that is your Rams week recap for this week. Shout out to the Rams, who's house, and we got the Brady matchup next week. Looking forward to that. <laughs> See you then. Peace.